Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. We are back. Yes, finally. Welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming soon to Ohio, Nathan Zagura and Jason Gibbs with you. We're all hoping Bo Bishop and his family easy travels back from the great state of Montana. But it's great to be back with you because, folks, this means it is on. In less than two weeks, the Browns will report for training camp. And in less than two weeks, we will be on a plane headed to the Greenbrier on July the 22nd to officially kick off Brown's training camp for the 2023 season. So, folks, it is uh, happening. It's coming, and it is coming fast. Our hot topics of the day presented by Vivid Seats, an official fan experience partner of the Cleveland Browns, are as follows. Simply, we're back. So, Gibbe, let me just start with you. How was your week? What did you do? How are you feeling? You feeling recharged? Are you ready? Because for for you and I, it's go time now. We're we're running wild. Hopefully, deep into February. Away we go, buddy. Away uh, we I go. wish I could say the same about the studio. Um, we are uh, <laughs> we're we're working through some things. There will not be a stream today. I'm hoping that there's a live stream tomorrow, but I'm not optimistic. Um, <clears throat> the construction at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus continues, yes. and I am—I might be sitting in sawdust right now. So, well, that's not good for—that's not good for you, Gibby. No, it's not great, but we're making do and making the most of things here. And uh, I can't—I—I I, I told you earlier uh, last night. I'm sitting there and I'm like. I cannot believe 10 days went by. 10 days in the blink of an eye, buddy. It is uh, it is crazy that it's here. I feel like I've got a million things to do over the over the next 10 days. Yep. Before we depart for the Greenbrier. Um it, it is uh, it is here, ready or not, and away we go for the 2023 season. No, you're right. I mean, that's that's really what it is. I'm already a year older. I feel older since the last time we talked, and in, in fact, I am. Uh, it was. I had a great week. How though, was your birthday, buddy? Birthday was great. Got to go to the pool. The weather was actually good that day on Tuesday, uh, and then made a bunch of ribs and some smoked pork tenderloins, and had everybody over, and so it was. It was great. We felt uh, very happy to celebrate with everybody, you know, friends and family, and. So it was that part of it. It was absolutely wonderful. Nothing wrong with that at all. I, I decided it. I would play 36 holes on the hottest oh, day of the year last Wednesday. Yeah, it was hot. It was hot. 
Um, so, is there a birthday gift this year? Is there? Is, is, was there a was there a best moment or best gift? Uh, so we had watched this thing on. It's on a. It's on. What's it now? The Disney. It's on the Disney app. So we were watching on the Disney app, and there's a s- series with Chris Hemsworth about doing like crazy things and one of it was taking all these cold plunges so kayla got me we were going to do like these like some cryo and then like hot sauna and then cryo and it's supposed to be like the extreme hot and cold so i'm i'm interested in that i'm curious about it uh so that'll be good my mom always comes through with very nice gifts and then the kids wrote like for me all at this point i just want kind meaningful cards you know that's what i'm the most excited about and they absolutely loved they sent me they wrote me the nicest card so that was like that's all that's what you care about you know at this point whatever if there's something no, I, I, I hopefully get something I, you know what i mean i i, I got gotcha. you like that's i'm like I, i'm a grown adult i can buy things if i need them I, i'm yeah. lucky enough and as long as my health <laughs> stays where it's at and everything continues to be good then i i got what i need so I totally, uh, I totally understand that. It, it, how was the golf game? Did you get a lot of rounds in? Got yeah. Monday though, we got rained out. Wednesday, I played and you had a little rain, but then was able to get through it. Uh, and then I think I played again on maybe it was Friday. I know there's been a lot, a lot of golf, which is a great thing. It's always good to have a lot really? of golf going on. Yeah. And then I went Saturday to Chicago for uh, Beatbox's birthday night, and then played Olympia Fields yesterday, which was. It's so nice. That place, it's just, I think it's the coolest place. I really do. I think it's the coolest place played there. It is just such a good, brutally tough golf course, but just like straightforward and just tough. Like, it's awesome. Like, I love it so much. So, So what was the the Saturday night festivities? Saturday night, we went out to Joe's uh, Stone Crab and Prime Steaks. And then just went out to a couple bars after that. It was definitely it was hopping downtown Chicago, but we had a great meal. And then yeah, the golf yesterday was of course it's just so good. It's so good. I I love it. It's so tough too. Tough Is course. He a member there? He's a member there. Yeah, my man Kenny. Congratulations on all your successes. Yeah, it's it's cool. And so they also what was neat about it, they had the grandstands up for the BMW Championship, which is held there every year, and that'll be I think it's in early August. Uh, so they, the grandstands were up, so you get to kind of like see what that would look like. It, it was just cool. It was it was a cool experience. Perfect day yesterday in Chicago, and then of course you can't. I feel like you just can't fly anywhere on time. Like I think nope. it's just impossible. I was delayed nope. going there an hour and a half, coming back last night on time all day. The plane, I was you know you check the plane. Well, where's that plane coming from? Well, where's that plane coming from to make sure plane was going to be there in plenty of time. So it was. I'm like, all right, we're all good. And then to get there and. As soon as I'm, like, into the airport, for, went from 8.50 to, like, 9.30. I'm like, all right, half hour, no big deal. And then it would be 10.30. And then we ended up not leaving till 11.30 Chicago time, which is 12.30 here. Wow. That's a – there had to be no one in our airport. <laughs> no. And we – I didn't get home until, like, almost 3. Yeah. That's not ideal. Not I no not ideal. But your at all. flight there was on time. No, was also good. delayed. No, no, 
there's you can't. I don't think I think it's possible. They're like we don't have a crew, and then they had these pilots who came over, and they were like, oh, we, our pilots are here, and then the pilots were like, yeah, no, we're like we're tapped out, we're timed out, and so they just left, and then it was like, all right, now it's gonna be another hour because we gotta get these other pilots in here. At least you got pilots. At least I got back. I know. I was wor- I was pretty sure at some point that we were gonna get we were gonna get stuck there. Um, but it was cool at Olympia. My buddy has become uh, good friends with Brett Conway, who was a kicker for the Browns for three games uh, from Penn State. Say, I know was that a third name. round pick in '97. Kicked most of his career. Uh, he was drafted by the Packers in the third round of '97, but and most of his career I think was spent with the Washington Redskins. Um, he was with them from for two years, and then he was in the league from basically '97 2003. But yes, last year he was with the Browns for for a few games. That had to be a nice little trip down memory lane, especially the 2000s, the yeah. early 2000 Browns. Yeah, so it was cool. Got to it was 2003. He was with the Browns. Nice guy, good golfer, and uh, so it was fun. It was just that was, it was a great day, and then we actually got to meet um, one of our other buddies who was supposed to be leaving. Adam, his flight got canceled. I guess yesterday was really bad in New York area, but that shouldn't affect it yes. here to Cleveland. Um, and so we ended up getting a, a second group dinner together at a place downtown in Chicago called – I would highly recommend it if you like kind of like Asian food and, you know, the dumplings and that. It's called Duck, Duck, Goat, and it was awesome. Really good. Really? Yeah, so it was – and then – so I was like, I had this perfect day, and then get to the airport, and it's like all nonsense. I'm like, eh, maybe on. not. Yeah, Come on. Maybe yeah. not. No. I, I know I know the bishop had no trouble getting yeah, west. No. no, he's been good. The question will be later today. Yeah, hopefully he's hopefully there's he's some fine. weather across the middle part of the country. There's weather on the east coast. Well, and they're coming through Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there could be some there could be some issues. I mean yeah. Denver's not the worst city to get stuck in. However, when uh, you have three young great. kids under the age of 10, it's not exactly ideal. Yep. So, I don't know. It's a late-day flight. So, he was a little concerned about that. I'm like, eh, I don't want to tell you that you shouldn't be, but you should be. I mean, later in the day, I don't. anything can happen. Yep. Hopefully, so. we wish him a speedy, say, easy travel. Day. Yes. L- l- let's hope, indeed, that's the case. What else? Uh, what else did you do? That was pretty much it, man. Did some some hanging out. I had a great the night before my birthday. Went out with our good friend Stephen Molly. Just had like it was just a great week. It was like very chill. Got to spend a lot of good time with the kids, and um, it was just it was great. You know, honest to goodness, it was it was a a great birthday week. A great week off. I wish you know some of the weather was a little iffy, dicey. Like July third, getting rained out of golf. Like, come on, can't be. We can't be having rain here on July third. See, that's funny because I played Little Mountain, no problems. Yeah, Sunshine, it w- we could see it to the south. But yeah, we- that must have been. It's interesting. My club is like a different weather system than even my house, even though it's only like fifteen minutes away. Because on Mon- on the day we got rained out, when I drove out of there, within. 10 minutes there was no evidence of rain and nothing but it just kind of that's how the front moves through i guess yeah i got to play uh i played that friday in the last day of june i got to play monday i played 36 on wednesday um and then my body was like hey dummy you're that's old, it. and that's uh, it. maybe you shouldn't do that when it's 92 degrees um but i went I, 
took the uh, took the parentals. Happy fifty first wedding anniversary to my parents. Wow. Went uh, did a little Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, we saw that movie. too. That was very great. fun. Yeah, fun. It wasn't like uh, people are being too critical, and I'm like, what did you think this was going to be? He's an eighty year old man. What were you, they critical of? I've been I've been reading a lot of people like a lot of the national critics are like eh, it was okay like maybe maybe it's jumped the shark and I'm like like you've got it you you can't have the 80 year old in fight scenes like well it was you like... got to kind of build the movie around it was just fun you brought back a lot of the I don't want to spoil it for people but a lot of familiar faces yes it was good nostalgia they brought back the they did right a lot of the right things and. It was. Uh, I thought that it was great. I Look, it was. It, was, long. It, was it unrealistic? Were there situations the and, and predicaments that happened that felt very unrealistic? <laughs> of course. And I'm not even talking about whether or not you could actually like time travel. I'm just saying like actual normal life situations that were projected in the in the film. I thought were there were some of the most absurd things ever. Like the guy that just happens to be asleep on a plane, Gibbe. And doesn't wake up until we're well into flight. I mean, give me yeah. a break. That, that yeah. feels, hey, yeah, we'll just have this guy sleeping in here, and then he'll be able to fly the plane. Awesome. Yeah, so there were some unreal stuff, but I thought it was great fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Was enjoyed fun. It. Yeah, yes. it was fun. It, very, very fun movie. Good movie. Um, yeah, just spent some time with the fam. You know, sister had a little, uh, her annual uh, 4th of July gathering, a uh, little post 4th of July because they were out of town, but um, – they uh, they prepped like like most people do. They have no faith in the airlines, and they drove. They 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 were on a cruise for eight days. Yeah, I remember you said that. Sailed out of Jersey, and so it was a rough drive back. But at least they knew that. It's just crazy. Like yesterday, I would have been able to had I the time that I left downtown had I just gotten in a car and driven to Cleveland. I would have made it home before I did flying. I agree. It's but so then, then you can't get a rental car anywhere. Well, of course. Right. I'm not saying that I would have. I'm just saying no, 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 but if I, I mean, had just driven like, myself there and then driven home. Yes, six hours. Right. Yeah, not difficult. It's, a, it's it really a, a simple drive once you get outside of Chicago. Yes, yes. So, so anyway, it was, uh, it was a great – it was great – Great, great time, great trip. In the, mean, in the meantime, the number one pick in the NBA draft had his his summer league debut that was a debacle, and everybody said he was going to be the worst player ever. And then he comes back with like twenty seven and twelve the next night. I still think he's thin, but obviously the guy I, can play. I, I worry about that guy making it through a full NBA season. Yes. Uh, yes. Will he flash? Will he have moments? Absolutely. I think he's way too talented to be a bust. But I don't know. That that body is. It, it, you get that tall, you, you got a little frailty to you. Doesn't matter how much weight you have on you. Agreed, agreed. But I just think like that's where we are, right? That's what that's what everybody likes to do is we get to very extreme, extreme takes very, very quickly. And I mean, yes. this guy's playing in summer league, and he's already it's over. Now he's back. That's very. By funny. the way, it. I, I, I'm intrigued and almost like. Maybe is that a new is that a new option for a guys trip? Go watch summer league Vegas games. summer league games. Vegas, yeah, yeah. have yourself time. I mean, we're not allowed to gamble, but like if you were going on a guys trip, gamble on the games. 
you know, yeah, that doesn't again, feel, that we can't feel bad. Yeah, I like it. I, I feel like, like you know, the pool's going to be just great. It's going to be a little steamy, but you sit in a basketball arena, watch a bunch of rooks. Yep. Drink some beers. I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the worst guys trip you can come up with. I think that'd be a so, lot of fun. I think you got to yeah, play golf in the mer- morning. So that, that, that's it. Was a good week, man. It just it, it just went by way too fast, and away we go. It did, but at the same time, it, like I said, it felt like a lot has happened since then. Obviously, not anything not with the Browns, but a no, lot has that's happened, great. which is great. We do have one teeny little bit of news for you that the Browns signed a uh, cornerback Thakarius Keys. Additionally, the team to waive Dawson Deaton last year's seventh-round pick who tore his ACL before, I think, like before even, maybe it was early in training camp. He yeah, was out. training camp because he made it through the off-season program. Yep. Uh, so they waived him with an injury designation. He was a long shot to make the team anyway now when you think about the fact that you've got Posick, Nick Harrison, Whipler, who would all be certainly ahead of Dawson Deaton. Keys is 6'1", 202 pounds. He's officially in his third NFL season out of Tulane. He was originally drafted by the Chiefs in the seventh round of the 2020 draft. He's played in 13 career games with one start between the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Bears. Spent the majority of the last season on the practice squads of the Texans, Falcons, and the Baltimore Ravens. So that's the one little bit of Brown new, Browns news that we've got going on uh, right now. But that's pretty much I it. I was going to say, across the league, I don't think there's a whole lot else going on. No, it's a very. This is a very quiet time right now. It's just because, and that's how it is. And you know, most teams aren't even reporting for another week after us. Correct. We're, we're a full week early, just us and the Jets. So we'll be getting it going there, July the twenty second. As I said, less than two weeks away, yeah. which is just crazy. <laughs> I mean, looking at this. A month from right now, we will be getting ready to play preseason game number two. Jeez. Yep. I mean, think about it. We're getting ready. We will be getting ready to host the Washington Commies, if my math is correct. Might be a day off. Hold on. Yeah, I'm a day off. You're close enough. One week from tomorrow. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. But we will have one game. We will have already celebrated the Hoff. Yes, we will. That's he what, had some good August, post over the weekend. August He's living 5th. his best life. Yeah, uh, he is definitely, definitely living his best best life. Yes. Good for the Huff. Yes, absolutely, man. You know, I mean, we're ready or not. Like, we're, 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 we will be ready. We got a few things still to iron out, namely some lights. Maybe we'll be ready. We just need the cleaning or two. We, the humans, will be ready. We need the structure to be ready. We're ready yes. to go. I, I, I give. There's a lot of guys that have been working a lot of hours in this building. Uh, I've been told a lot. Uh, most of the time since we've been gone, around the clock, to get this place up and running again. And it, there, the the parts that are done look really cool. Yeah, but does it? It, it looks really uh, different. It, it does look different. It is much brighter. Interesting. So, right. uh, but, you know, th- there's still a lot to be done. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Drew and I are working at Yellowstone and I, we're, we're working on all the technical stuff here this afternoon. We'll start right. putting it together. and We'll see if we can do something tomorrow. If not, Wednesday maybe. Yeah, I think 
I think we're hopefully hopefully tomorrow, like as he said, if not Wednesday, yeah. but we'll be ready to go. We'll still be and, bringing and, you guys and we're all the take, Browns daily. We're we're gonna we're gonna take another day on Friday. It'll and be the it. last one. Nice that's long it. weekend. And then it's time. Yeah, and then that so. is it. Then it is go time. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, coming up on the show today, we're going to go through some of Again, it's very, very quiet, really, in the NFL and sports world. Obviously, there's some things going on. we got a little birthday shout-out to throw out. We'll take a look at one underappreciated player on every AFC team for 2023 from CBSSports.com. We'll take a look at who they picked from all the teams in the AFC and obviously a special focus on our team and our division in our number two. We'll start our countdown to the start of training camp with today's position preview, looking at the quarterbacks on this roster. Uh, and then also from Jeremy Fowler, ranking the NFL's best players at every position for 2023. Execs, coaches, and scouts pick their top 10 at every position. So that's what's coming up for you here today. Plus, if you want, you guys can throw some questions on Twitter at Nathan Zagura at Browns underscore daily. Hit us up some questions, anything you guys want to talk about, and we'll get to it. Because I can tell you Browns fans are fired up. I was running into them all over Chicago. Running, I, They're everywhere. I love you guys. That's why you're the best. But And people are fired up. And, and I think this is going to be a tough season because in this not tough season from what's going to happen on the field, but tough getting the anticipation of it because we all know that we're good. And now they just got to go out and they've got to do it. They've got to be the team that they're capable of being. And if that happens, the Cleveland Browns are going to be a very, very difficult team to beat for anybody. We're going to go through, I just came across an article while we were talking to you, babe, on ESPN ranking all the rosters, and then it has like a bunch of criteria for each roster. We're, the ESPN thinks we have the ninth best roster in the NFL. That doesn't suck. No. So, I mean, we're a team that is absolutely capable of great things. We have got to do it. That is the key. That's what's gonna. That's what it's all about. Can they come through this year? And we're gonna find out, as we said, very, very early on with the way that this schedule is set up for your Cleveland Browns. All right, when we come back, a little birthday shout out, and we'll start talking about this Cleveland Browns football team. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. Nathan Zagura and Jason Gibbs with you. By the way, Elk and Elk, serious lawyers for serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for your free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. Go Browns. Happy birthday to the Chief, 27 years old. 27 years old for the Chief. Incredible. He was 20 when we drafted him. Yeah. Which is wild. He turned 21 <laughs> after the draft, obviously, prior to his first season. Now 27 years old. And he's really grown and matured and become not only uh, an excellent player and someone who is rewarded, obviously, very handsomely by the Cleveland Browns, but he's also become, I think, an excellent leader of this football team. Somebody who had a chance for his career to kind of go one or two ways, put the work in, 
got it done coming off a season with 58 catches, 628 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, missed a couple of games due to injury, but the first half of the season, he was really on his way, I thought, to having a monster, monster season, and I think he will this year. The 628 yards, 11 shy of his career high. The 58 catches were a career high. The four touchdowns tied a career high. It's the fourth time in his six seasons he's had four touchdowns. So I think that he's going to improve on those numbers even more this year, but nice to have the Chief here. 27, still very, very young, very young and ascending player for the Cleveland Browns. Yes, and you said it. We – I think the biggest thing last year, obviously, is production went up. But the leadership that he's yep. kind of, you know, that he's taken the bull by the horns and really and truly become one of the more vocal leaders on this football team. And Oh, yeah. And has backed up his play. And that is, I think that's the biggest thing. And that was the biggest surprise. Maybe not a surprise, but the biggest I I would say a surprise from a year ago because Chief's quietly gone about and done his work. Yep. Yes, he has. So, I mean, last year became a much more vocal leader, was able to back it up, and I think that really the sky's the limit for him here this year. I agree. I think Chief's on his way to having a big, big season this year. We're going to throw the ball a lot more. We've got weapons on the outside, so the ball might go around more places, but he is our big red zone threat. He's a guy that's, I think, because of the other weapons, going to get more space to operate in the middle of the field, and and I think he's in line, obviously, for a big, big season, and I think that will be a great thing. Like Tight ends can be a quarterback's best friend, and I think we've got a quarterback who's proven he can certainly get the ball to anybody anywhere on the field, and he and Chief together last year were productive. I mean, you think about David Njoku caught the first touchdown from Deshaun Watson uh, last season, and it seemed like they had definitely down near the goal line anyway. They had a nice rapport last year, and as, as Deshaun Watson got better, Obviously, Chief and his ability to, to find the end zone. He scored in that game against Cincinnati. That was his first touchdown. He played in five games with Deshaun Watson, seven for 59 touchdown that one. He scored four for 42 and a touchdown in the final game against Pittsburgh as well. So you could see that those two can have some chemistry, the two touchdowns in five games, and Chief scored in three of his last six. And, of course, the one before that was the incredible one-handed catch to force overtime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you want to see the Chief get going. Prior to his injury, last year, 9 for 89, a touchdown against Pittsburgh week three, 5 for 73, 6 for 88, 3 for 58, 7 for 71. He never got back above 60 yards, even though he was running those off basically every single week prior to the injury. So hopefully back, healthy, ready to go. We can keep him that way, and I think Chief has a big, big season. Yeah, and I think I think there are a couple guys – I think Chief, Greg Newsom, Denzel, some guys that got dinged up in training camp the last couple of years, you know. Yeah. And I know Chief, Chief's injury came in season, but you know, if you can get through training camp and not get guys behind in terms of getting ready and getting their bodies ready for the season, injuries happen. It's going there are moments that are going to happen, but. Uh, you know, if, if those guys can can make it through and, and, you know, I think Greg would tell you. I mean, he and Denzel, remember both of those guys last year missed a couple weeks. I don't think they were – I don't think either one was at the joint practices with the Eagles. No. They get, yeah, you're right. Got to 
Got to be healthy. I think he was at the very beginning. I couldn't I, – I'm trying to remember. But then, like, they were out for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, that's, and that's tough. Like, even for a veteran – you know, we talk about rookies. If rookies get hurt, sometimes it takes an entire year to catch up. You know, yes. It's not that way with a veteran, but for a vet to get themselves in a position to be ready to go week one – you know, if you're behind and you're not on the field, it definitely hurts. And I think any of those guys would tell you that. So, you know, I just knock on wood, we, we get through the, the early part of camp here and make it through a couple preseason games and really get these guys in a good rhythm. So when the regular season comes and, boy, the bombs start flying, we're going to be ready to go. That's the goal. That's, that's the whole goal. Get everybody ready and healthy and ready to go when we open up the season at home against the Bengals. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at one underappreciated player on every AFC team for the 2023 NFL season, looking at guys who just absolutely can get the job done, maybe don't get as many headlines as they should. Now, I think there are some, I think there are certainly some players on this list that are very appreciated and well known. Maybe some of them are not, but we'll go through this list and, and I'll see if you think that these people that were are appropriately known or, or thought of or not. So we'll do that when we come back here. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Nathan Skur alongside Jason Gibbs, as always here, getting you ready for the start of Browns training camp less than two weeks away, which is a stunning thing that we have gotten to this point less than two weeks away. And so one of the things we're going to do now is look at one of the most underrated players on each roster. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Well, I'm guessing did that's I, like media that underappreciated. kind of the same. I'm thinking it's the same thing. But maybe not. Um, It, it says... And this is from our good friend Cody Benjamin at CBS Sports. The NFL is loaded with star power. Some of the biggest names belong to the AFC. Uh, but not every important player is nationally recognized, or, or at least as much as they should be. That's why we're highlighting some of the conference's most underappreciated talent going into the new year. So, yeah, this is definitely media-driven, a.k.a. CBS clickbait. Which is fine. Which it's just guys us. that should get right. It's yes. guys that should get a little bit uh, of attention, and I think that in many cases that is a, certainly a very worthwhile uh, endeavor here. So, all right, he starts with. Do you want to bu- do like? Do you want to do like thing or not a thing? If they're underappreciated or not? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Do you want right, to do so that? You, no, it's all right. So then we're, you want to throw it at me? I like that. I can do that. All right, let's do that then. Perfect. Uh, so. The Buffalo Bills, Matt Milano, outside linebacker. Underappreciated uh, player, uh, thing or not a thing? So do you think, like when you hear Matt Milano, what do you think? Like do you think this is uh, this guy, do you think Matt Milano is a stud? Is he's one of the people that, you know, when you talk about the Buffalo Bills defense, 
you know, Matt Milano is one of the, the first people you're going to talk about, or do you think that he is flying under the radar? What's I don't your... think he's under the radar at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think Matt Milano's no. one of the best off-ball linebackers in the league. Uh, he's been a pro bowler. He's been an all-pro. He was a first team. He was a pro bowler and a first-team all-pro last season. So when I don't understand how you could make the case that somebody who has those accolades, he had three picks, a touchdown, two fumble recoveries, one and a half sacks, 99 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, was first-team all-pro. How could somebody who was first-team all-pro, an award voted on by the media, how could that person possibly be considered under underrated or yeah. under the radar? I, I I get that there's some bigger names on the defense, but people know who he is. Yes. People know who Matt Milano is. Yes. All right, up next for the Ratbirds, it is center Tyler Linderbaum. Thing or not a thing? So, see, to me, this is a good one because in most cases, I would argue that offensive linemen fly under the radar. That's just kind of the nature of the beast, especially in interior offensive linemen. Benj- uh, Linderbaum is, is excellent. Uh, when you think about it, as a rookie, he was a starter. He did. I thought he did very well last year. I think that's a good one. That's an ascending player that is not a household name in many ways because of the position he plays, but is somebody who I think will be very, very good. Uh, unfortunately, he's very good. <laughs> yeah, he is. Because <laughs> we have to face him twice a year, uh, and I, I thought they hit it right on the head. Uh, people talk about Garrett Wilson and Brock Purdy and – when it comes to the 2022 rookie stars, but Linderbaum's right up there. He replaced a 17-game starter in Bradley Bozeman. Uh, got he's some work good. to do, but he's he's a good player. Uh, the Bengals, again, uh, thing or not a thing, Trey Hendrickson considered underappreciated. I mean, does Trey Hendrickson get talked about in, you know, the Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, T.J. Watt discussions? No, he does not. But Trey Hendrickson is a very, very good player. He's probably the first person that you would talk about when you talk about the Bengals' defense. He had 14 sacks in 2021, down to only eight last year. But remember, he was a little bit banged up at times. Yeah, he was banged up at the end. But still a a very productive guy. He's got at least 24 quarterback hits in three straight seasons. Over the last three years, he's got 35-and-a-half sacks. He's been a pro bowler each of the last two seasons. So, I mean, like, what more yeah. respect what – what, what more does he want? No, he's one of the three best players on the Bengals' defense. He's not underrated. No. <laughs> That's I for agree. sure. Yeah. I, he's not under – who's underappreciating him? Like, if you're – I would say if he never made a pro bowl because people weren't – didn't know who he was, then he would be underappreciated. But he feels pretty properly appreciated. Matt yep. Lano was a – First team all pro. It feels like he was pretty appreciated. Next up for your Cleveland football Browns, it's new free safety Rodney McLeod. So this is an interesting one. I think right now, you know, obviously last year, career high in tackles, pass breakups. He is, I think, going to bring incredible leadership and a veteran presence to that room. He understands Jim Schwartz's defense from their time together in Philadelphia. I think he's a stud. I think that's an interesting one. I like that one. I would have said maybe Dalvin Tomlinson, maybe a little unappreciated. I would have said Ethan Posick, 
probably is a little underappreciated for how good he was, you know, last year. Somewhere, somebody in that route. But I think that Rodney McLeod's an interesting one. I'm curious how many snaps he's going to play per game. Like, Delpit, to me, would have been a good underappreciated one. I think Grant Delpit's on the cusp of being a star. And right now, people don't really realize the leap that he took last year. Well, I'll give you another name to throw in there. Our good friend Donovan Peoples-Jones. DPJ. Maybe a little yep. under underappreciated there. I like that. Good call, Gibby. That's a good call. Uh, yeah, but I, I do like what Rodney Cl- McLeod brings is the leadership uh, from the Rams and from the Eagles when he won a Super Bowl. Like, guy, uh, the guy is a leader, and that will help this defense. On the yep. Denver Broncos, defensive tackle DJ Jones. That's I, an I, don't, I, yeah. I don't know enough about him, so maybe he is underappreciated. I don't know that he's – let's see if he's ever put up any kind of – I don't think he's ever done anything monstrous. He's been an above-average interior lineman for at least four years now. Uh, Removed from the Nick Bosa companionship in 2022, he still starred as a top-flight run stuffer in Denver. 20 tackles for loss, 10 QB hits the last three seasons. Yeah, two sacks basically a season. Former sixth-round pick. Solid player. Played five years with with the Niners. One year with Denver. I guess I, there are there are some guys here on this list that I'm not quite sure of. All right. Well, he's saying he's a quality player who's yeah. certainly not getting accolades. So maybe in this case he is underappreciated. I don't know what his how high his ceiling is, but maybe you could say that he's a little underappreciated. All right. Well, I I mean, what what do we know about the you know we're, so much is made of the Denver offense. You know, what's the Denver defense going to look like here in twenty twenty three? Well, it should be good. I mean, they've got Patrick Sertain, the second, who's a very yes. good player. I'm trying to pull up the Broncos. Let's see, where are they? So the Broncos, Justin Simmons. They got Justin Simmons, the excellent free safety. Randy Gregory, DJ Jones. So they gave DJ Jones 10-plus 10, 10 million a year. So he's not underappreciated from a financial standpoint, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Defensive tackles, good year to be one in the offseason. Yeah, no doubt. Cached in. All right. Hey, $10 million guaranteed this year for him. Woo! Yeah, not bad. On to the Houston Texans and linebacker Christian Harris. This guy was Third impressive. Third round product out of Alabama. This guy was impressive when we played them. Um, he started basically the second or the last 60, 67%, I guess, of the season. And played well. Demeco Ryan's loves his ability. Three down player, coverage chess piece, uh, good athlete. I, I think he's. I like that. I like Christian Harris. I would have gone with their safety. What's his Jalen Petrie? I thought that guy was very impressive when we yes, played sir. him. Yes, sir. Very impressive. Yeah, they've got some. Demeco Ryan's the cupboard's not bare on the defensive side of the football. Yep. They've, they've got some decent players. From the Indianapolis Colts, it's wide receiver Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's very good. I think fantasy players know him, obviously, because he's a receiver. Last year, last two seasons, 2,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Hasn't had the best quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, you know, or what was left of Matt Ryan at that point and Carson Wentz. I don't know that Anthony Richardson's going to be the type of quarterback that's going to unlock him. I think he's going to be a dangerous weapon as a quarterback, but I don't know that he's going to, you know, take Michael Pittman to new heights. Michael Pittman was a guy who would have been a great big slot for – Drew Brees in New Orleans. Like, if he followed after Marquez Colston, 
he would have been perfect in that role. Very good sure. player, talented player. Up next in Jacksonville, it's wide receiver Zay Jones. Underrated or not? Thing or not a thing? I think it's legit. I mean, how many people would you have known he had eight, 800 yards last year? No. No, and he had 800 yards. Catches? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he had something. The year before that, he was in with the Raiders. And Correct. I think he, he was paid because and he was close to 800 yards and was a was a, catching some bombs down there. So he went 823 last year. With the Raiders the year before, he went 47 for 546. So this was obviously career highs for him. Five touchdowns, which were the second highest of his career. Solid player. I think when you think about now that he's going to be their third receiver with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, excellent third receiver. Um, I think you could even make the case that Christian Kirk last year was a little underrated because not every, people weren't necessarily talking about him as much after he signed that huge deal. He went out there and, like, backed that up pretty well. 84 catches, 1,108 yards, and eight touchdowns. I would agree. I was going to say I would put Christian Kirk down as underappreciated. Yeah. I mean, and now you're going to throw Calvin Ridley into that mix? Yeah. Whew. I like it. I like it. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, representative to underrated or not, Joe Thune. Joe Kansas Tooney, City, great player. Tooney, sorry, I said Gr- Tooney. Great yeah, player. Great player. Probably right as an interior guy, but I would go with them. I'd go with Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he came in last year, 170 carries, 830 yards, five yards carry, five touchdowns. But what really stood out to me is, you know, the way that they used him in the playoffs as well, in the playoff games. In those games, he gave them basically eight, eight, over 80 total yards per game, 262 yards, almost 90 total yards a game. He ran it for 5.3 yards per carry, so it was incredibly effective there. Caught it for 11 yards, and the guy was a seventh-round pick. Like I think he was, I think he was pretty darn good for them. That's an ama- right. to me. That's an amazing, amazing find by them in the Super Bowl. 15 for 76 and a touchdown rushing. In the op- against Jags, when they beat the Jags, he had 12 for 95 rushing and one catch for six yards against the Bengals. He didn't run it well, 10 for 26, but came up with five catches for 59 yards. They don't they don't win the Super Bowl without the way that he was playing. Obviously, he's not the most important piece well, and the reason they won the Super Bowl, but he played incredibly well for them. The, they are a prime example, though. You don't need great offensive linemen when you have Mahomes. So it, but they have really built a good underrated? offensive line. They had Orlando Brown, Tooney, Creed Humphrey. So they built one that ended up being better because, remember, it was their offensive line against the Bengals that got dominated and then against the, in the Super Bowl by the Buccaneers. So they tried to get it going. Yeah, I, I just – I agree with you, though. I, I think the running back is the one position that continues to elude the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so. I think this guy might be the answer. That's why I'm saying he might yeah. be he might be the guy. Give him some love. It, exactly. Up next, the Las Vegas Raiders. Max Crosby, defensive end. No way. He's got a nickname. No, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who he is. Yes. Yeah, I that's no. In his fir- in his four NFL seasons, combined for three, 37 and a half sacks, 65 tackles for a loss, including an NFL leading 22 in 2022, and 93 QB hits. Hey, coming off a career it's not high, under, 
if you're underappreciated, come come on over to Cleveland. He's been a second-team All-Pro. He was sixth last year in the Defensive Player of the Year ballot, and he was a pro bowler in each of the last two seasons. Like, not underappreciated at all. Incredible draft pick, fourth round. Incredible yeah. draft pick out of East Michigan. Eastern Michigan, wow. E-M-U out of the Mac. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers tight end Gerald Everett. Four straight years, at least 400 yards, including a career high 555 yards in his Chargers debut. Uh, yeah, I mean he's good. He's a good player, but like if he was an elite player, he wouldn't. They wouldn't have let him go. I don't think he's an elite player. I think he's good. I think the guy who is ironically underappreciated, even though people know him from fantasy football. I think it's. I think Austin Eckler is underappreciated. Clearly, couldn't even get a contract from the Chiefs. He last year he has led the NFL in total touchdowns each of the last two seasons, twenty and twenty twenty one. Eighteen last year, caught one hundred seven balls last year. He's unbelievable, and he can't know. even get a contract. He couldn't get any. I... Like he's he's hurt. He's never who is. Eckler. What do you mean he's hurt? What does that mean? Guys played 33 games the last two years out of 33. Guys put up. No. Yes, he has. In 2021, Gibby, he had 1,558 total yards and 20 touchdowns led the NFL. Last year, he had 1,637 total yards and 18 touchdowns led the NFL. He's so never been a pro bowler. problem? He's underappreciated. Where's the issue? He's underappreciated. Exactly. This is the no definition way. of underappreciation. Really? You don't even believe that his numbers were real. The guy's no, an absolute star. And he's never even been a pro bowler. You mean to tell me that the guy who's led the NFL in touchdowns each of the last two seasons isn't good enough to be a pro bowler? What is that all about? One of the best pass catching backs in the league. The last I mean, two years. In all seriousness, I, he has I 170. Have no idea. The last two years, he has 177 catches. He's got 1,369 yards and 13 touchdowns just receiving. So where where is the issue here? He's underappreciated. I mean, even if you don't, even if teams don't want to pay big money to a running back, his He's ability to catch the football and his ability to score—he knows how to score from the goal. He's just a stud. Right. He's a stud. It's wild. All right, I'll give you this. I'll give you. All right. Thank God we didn't play guess the stats. I did a fine job screwing that. I up can't on believe my you own. thought Eckler Eckler's a beast. I, I just thought he'd miss some time for whatever no, reason. No, not the in last my head, two years. I'm like, he's all right. Uh, the Miami Dolphins defensive end Zach Siler. Yeah. Did he I... have a big game against us? I don't know. It feels like he might have. <laughs> I mean, I, why do I feel like I know that? Yeah, I I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Don't really know enough. To comment one way or the other. Zach, I, I don't know. Ravens seventh rounder. 24 tackles for a loss, 26 QB hits the last three years. Yeah, that's three years, though. It doesn't sound like. But I don't know. It feels like maybe I he's. Know. I feel like he's overappreciated by this guy. Yeah, I, I could see that. Now the lights are out again. Oh, man. Not yeah. in the studio. But everywhere else, I'm waiting for them to get shut off here. And if they get shut off, you're going solo, Big Daddy. Oh, boy. Let's hope not. Yep.
Three and a half uh, sacks, two forced fumbles. I mean, feels like a solid rotational piece. Yeah. Right. I feel like they've got some bigger names that don't get as much love. So. Agreed. Let's see. Hold on. 2000, I'm just going to pull up their tw- that team last year. Somebody who I thought was underappreciated on their defense. They've got some really, really good players. Like I think you could say that like Jerome Baker, their linebacker, was underappreciated. 100 tackles, four sacks, four passes, defense, forced fumble. I think their safety, Javon Holland, he's probably properly appreciated. Eric, Xavier Howard is probably the most appreciated guy they've got. He might be overappreciated. Yeah, I think Would he may turn the corner to that this year. Still a good yeah. player. Cater Kohu yeah. is probably a good one for underappreciated. He was a rookie, and he had 10 PBUs and played very, very well for them. All right. I like it. Patriots corner, Marcus Jones. Marcus I, Jones is a stud. Got the all pros return or touchdown. I don't think touchdown. that's underappreciated here. No, he's an all pro. It's hard to be. We'll get, I know we got to go. We got to get out of here in a second. I'll just go through the other ones real quick. Jordan Whitehead. Yes. Un, is underappreciated. I like that. That's a good one. Minka Fitzpatrick. How could he possibly be considered underappreciated? I, I don't understand that. That doesn't I make mean, any sense to me. He also He's had talked about it as one of the Pat best safeties Fryer in the league. Pat Fryermuth and Cameron Hayward are also worthy candidates here. Really? Fryermuth might be underappreciated. I like Fryermuth. Cam Hayward is not underappreciated. All right, so what? Fryermuth, 700 yards, 732 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think he's underappreciated. Yeah, but people don't really, like, talk about him. That's a solid that, – that was probably, in terms of total yards, top five at the tight end position last year. Yeah. But I don't think he's, I, like, I, thought I, of – You don't. people don't list him when they think of the best tight ends in the league right now. Okay. Is what I, that's all I'm saying. He could be underappreciated. Mika Fitzpatrick is not underappreciated at all. No. No. Uh, Titans, Danico Autry, defensive tackle. Good longstanding veteran. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is the star there, but he so he would be pre, and he is properly appreciated. I'm fine with it. I'm not going to argue with it with Tamiko Autry. Yeah. That's fine. There's just a couple in here that you're like, how are you? Yeah, how is this guy underappreciated? Yeah, that they're, no, cause, cause he's they're on the not. radar. He's like an all pro. <laughs> he's an all pro, right? Because he's an all pro. All right, so let's look at some of the underappreciated players around the league. Remember, for the Browns, it was safety Rodney McLeod. In our division, it was Mika Fitzpatrick, properly appreciated. Trey Hendrickson, properly appreciated. Back-to-back pro bowler. And then Linderbaum, the center, who I think offensive line people properly appreciate, but maybe not everybody else, so we'll give them that one. All right, one hour down, one hour to go when we come back. We'll take a look at the quarterback position, the quarterback on the Browns roster as they get ready for the 2023 NFL season. Highlight some camp battles for you to keep an eye on and and what could happen there. But uh, uh, certainly a room of great strength and and obviously, as would be the case, I think, with just about any NFL team, the room that is going to be most critical to the Browns' success. And and it's also a room where you hope only one guy plays all year. So we'll talk about the Browns quarterbacks as we get ready on the road to training camp and we'll return here. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns coming soon to Ohio right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio. Time now to get you ready for the start of training camp, which again is less than two weeks away. So we're going to give you a position each week or each day to look at as we get ready for the Browns' return to action. And today we're going to kick it off with the most important position in all of professional sports. We're going to kick it off with the quarterback position, and that obviously starts with the most important player for the Cleveland Browns in 2023 and arguably for the next you know, five years, quarterback Deshaun Watson. And so we saw Watson last year in only six games for the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson did play, started off slow. The Browns went 3-3 three and three in those six games. He completed just 58% of his passes. That is 10% below his career completion percentage. He averaged just 6.5 yards per attempt, down from 8.2 for his career. He threw seven touchdowns with five interceptions, well down from his 111-41 to 41 ratio earlier for his entire career. Um, his quarterback rating was 79.1. That would have been the lowest of his career. His average uh, in Houston was 104.5. So obviously, the rust was real. All of that was real. In his last full season, 2020, which was his third straight Pro Bowl appearance, Deshaun Watson completed 70% of his passes for 4,823 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks, led the league at 8.9 yards per attempt and 12.6 yards per completion. After going into the last season for the Browns, he, of course, was top three in league history in quarterback rating, completion percentage, yards per attempt. That has all changed, and that was last year. Rusty. But I think if, if you're looking at it, what you would say is you did see things in every game that were incredibly encouraging, and you saw improvement from Deshaun Watson as kind of things went on. Remember, he also had one of those games, and it does have to be noted, was that ridiculous weather game against the New Orleans Saints. That one, he went 15 of 31, 48%, with an interception, no touchdowns. Other, You take that one out. He did out, have a touchdown running. Did have a touchdown running. My Should buddy had two call, touch- caught him in the end zone. Should have had two touchdowns passing in that yeah. one. Yeah, there were a couple of drops uh-huh. there. But if you look at just from a passing standpoint, the final three games, so Baltimore, Washington, and Pittsburgh, he throws six touchdowns with only two interceptions in those final three games that are, if you count with reasonable weather, the final two games, Washington-Pittsburgh, five touchdowns, two picks. So there were signs of improvement. Certainly that second half against Washington was as good as we saw. He's got to clean up the interceptions, as we noted. But if you go 6-2, to 3-1 to one for, for a good stretch, that'll be great. 33-7, that's better than 4-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. Deshaun Watson, I'm not worried about him. I think he is going to be just fine. I think he's going to be incredibly – I think he's going to be elite. I think he's going to be an elite quarterback once again in the NFL. I think he's ready for it, and, and I think the Browns will benefit. Backing him up is Josh Dobbs. Dobbs was a fourth-round pick of the Steelers in 2017, was with the Browns last year for basically the whole season. They let him go kind of later in the middle of the season after they were able to, uh, after Deshaun came back, they let him go. Remember, it was week 11. They kept Kellen Mond, which I think at the was was kind of surprising because remember Jacoby was the backup last year. Mon was more of a th- developmental third stringer. So they decided to make that move. Dobbs goes 
I think, to Detroit for a little bit, and then goes to Tennessee where he's actually able to start two games for them, including a play-in playoff game where if he had gotten some little more help from his receivers, perhaps he leads them to the playoffs yeah, over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was, it was not his fault. Not his fault, no. <laughs> they lost that game. In those two starts, the first two his career, 60% completions, 411 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Not a great supporting cast, let's be honest about it. And one of the games he started, he didn't even have Derrick Henry. Um, so Dobbs showed, I think, a lot. He knows our system. Very competent, capable backup. Great guy, smart guy, high quality, high character guy. He's the number two. The number three is going to be a battle between Dorian Thompson-Robinson the Browns draft pick out of UCLA, who completed about 70% of his passes. He's the all-time leader at UCLA in every statistical category, passing yards, passing touchdowns, total yards, total touchdowns. He's And he has had a, an excellent offseason, an excellent offseason. So I'm curious to see, does he beat out Kellen Mond? Kellen Mond, of course, out of Texas A&M, was a former third-round pick of the Vikings in the 2021 NFL Draft. They cut him prior to the 2022 season. The Browns picked him up. They brought him into camp. He was basically on our team as a practice squad guy all year last year. And now he is competing to stay in the program. He's competing to stay in in the Browns. And the, the battle is really for that number three quarterback position. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I think, has the advantage there. I think the in most intriguing part of this offseason will be, given the four playoff games, will Dorian Thompson-Robinson show enough in those? I think he's the backup of the future, but when is the future? And I think if he can play incredibly well, he's got great leadership, he's got that confidence and swagger all about him, You know, maybe that future is a little bit, more, little bit sooner than perhaps we thought. I think you'll roll with Josh Dobbs. You've got to have that veteran here. But I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson has a chance, absolutely. I think in 2024, the idea is that he will be your backup quarterback. The question is just how much does he show this offseason? How much confidence do you have in him that maybe if you had to go into one of those emergency-type situations, you know, how does that depth chart sh- shake out? I think it's pretty likely it's going to be Watson. Watson is the one. I think two will be Dobbs, and then three will be Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But I think he has a chance to be – kind of like a 2B as opposed to a clear 3 if he plays well. well. And Kellen Mond's had a full off season here now. Yes. And, and it, you know, I know it raised some eyebrows when we signed him. We weren't sure. Well, it was a third-round pick. You know, what the, what, well, we weren't sure what the end game was at, yeah. at the time. So, really, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in any game action. Um, I mean, he oh, – So, this is a big preseason for him. Yeah. So it, it, it's the the Browns clearly saw something in him. <clears throat> what it is, I, I we're gonna find out. And it, Dorian Thompson Robinson could make the case that you've got to take keep three quarterbacks on your active roster. I think that's likely the case. So the thinking was with Mond, can we find a long term backup who could be a cheap option given where our salary cap situation is going to go? Sure. I th- and I think that they initially maybe did not think, you know, from what they've seen, and the reason that they draft Dorian Thomas Robinson is because they aren't sure if he is that guy. And so they brought in competition for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's there's only so many snaps. And you want Deshaun to get as many as he can in practice. So who gets the – you know, obviously you're going to see 
numbers two, three, and four a lot more in the preseason than QB yep. one. Yep. But how many snaps are two, three, and four going to get during training camp and during practice? Yeah. That's going to be fascinating to see is who are the guys that get those extended reps? Like if Dorian Thompson Robinson comes in and, and shows out, it, you know, d- does he have a chance to move up to be the number two this year? Like you said, when, when is going to be the question? I think that it's, like I said, I do think that it is possible. I do not, I don't think that it's likely, but it is certainly possible that Dorian Thompson-Robinson can challenge Josh Dobbs as early as this year. This preseason will go a long way for both of them. And for Kellen Mond, he has a chance to say, look, I was a third-round pick. I absolutely belong here and belong in this program. Or to at least make a statement somewhere else and say, you know, I deserve to be here in the National Football League and see if, if, you know, there is a team that also feels that way. But this is – those two – I don't know that there is a bigger preseason – in terms of the opportunity that's going to be provided, there will be other battles that I think are much more important to making the 53 and then perhaps even, you know, playing this season. But in terms of, you know, for these two young quarterbacks, this preseason is an unbelievable opportunity. And I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to look good in these preseason games. The question is, will Kellen Mond? He struggled at times to throw. We know that out here at practice. We've seen it. Uh, and so the question is, can he do that effectively enough when the lights are on bright? Dorian Thompson Robinson is a much more natural thrower of the football than Kellen Mond is. But Kellen Mond was a very good college player. He went in the third round. I mean, there's a reason teams thought he was a third round talent. Now, the regime changed there in Minnesota. He went right out. And that was a, it's a regime now that's run by people that think a lot like we do, I would imagine, and with Quasey. And so it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for him. But they are going to have certainly the opportunity. They're going to have the super opportunity because – they're going to get to just play so much, flat out. They're going to get to have a lot of reps in these four preseason games. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be you, – you and Bo have talked about it. It's one of the biggest reasons to watch the preseason yep. is you're going to get to see a lot of these young guys battle for these back-end roster spots. And no bigger position than QB2 and QB3. Yep. So yeah. I mean, it's, it, gonna, that's it's a, a position. Where, it's a position that at the end of the day, QB one's got to play like the QB one from a couple of years ago. And if he, if does he does that, that, this all takes care of itself. This correct. all takes care of itself. And I think, yep. and I believe that he will. And that's why I'm very confident about this team. So I go back to they got to just go out there and they've got to do it. I believe that they will do it because I believe in Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. Well, and, I think he's gonna be very good. Every team, and I, I, I get, you know, you don't want to spend overspend at the backup quarterback position. and well, We're I, not going go to have the luxury to do Peyton, it. We're just not going to yeah. be able to. Peyton Manning's QB coach back in the day was like, I don't give the backup any, <laughs> any reps because if Peyton Manning goes down, we're blanked. Yep. Uh, you know, but y- you got to have a, a, comp, a competent backup in the NFL. 17 games is a long, long season to go through without getting nicked, banged up, missing a game. you got to have a guy that can step in and win you a game if need be. And, you know, yes. three the three guys behind QB1, you know, you, you hope he plays 17 games. But in the event he can't, got to have a guy that can come in and win you a game when you need one. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you might need it at one point. Hopefully we don't. Correct. But, you might. but this is an important position, obviously. It's the key to everything. 
And I think Deshaun Watson is going to come back and he is going to do exactly what he needs to do to get it done. I feel very I'm, – I'm confident. I like what I've seen so far. I'm excited to see more. And then obviously it all starts week one against the Cincinnati Bengals. When we come back, we'll take a look at what ESPN had to say about the Browns' ninth-ranked roster in the entire league. And a lot of it, as you might guess, centers on Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet here on ESPN 850 WKNR. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet coming soon to Ohio, sports betting partner of the Cleveland Browns. And now, Gibbe, we alluded to this earlier in the show, so we'll take a look at it right now on ESPN. ESPN Plus, actually, is where they're inside stuff. Ranking the NFL's rosters for the 2023 season. Strengths, weaknesses, question marks. Number one, they've got Kansas City Chiefs. And so they go strongest unit, quarterback. Yep, Mahomes, weakest unit, safety, they say. X-Factor, Donovan Smith, who steps in for Orlando Brown Jr. And a non-star no, Justin Ross, who was that monster with those crazy injuries, but they drafted him anyway, and supposedly it looks pretty healthy for them right now. But he's got the Chiefs at number one. I don't know if I agree with it. They are the number one overall best roster. But Patrick Mahomes is the best player. Uh, And I think we've had this in everybody's power rankings, uh, post- off-season power rankings, Kansas City number one. Can't, well, they're the Super Bowl champs. So uh, until proven otherwise, I you're, I do agree with you. They've lost some things. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey's a year older. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. He, but as long as you have Patrick Mahomes and as long as you have Andy Reid. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be in I business. Think you're, you're going to be able to put yourself in a position to win. Defensively, they always have questions, but they always seem to come through and perform when they need to. Agreed. Number two, probably the best roster in the league to me, the Eagles. They're loaded <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, Number can't three. Wait to spend a week with them. Yeah, num- well, I think it'll be good for us. Number three. I think it'll be real good. The Buffalo Bills, best unit, safety, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and DeMar Hamlin, weakest unit, receiver. Says they've got Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis is limited, uh, they have not gotten the people that they need to kind of fill out that room. They're expecting it to be Dalton Kincaid. We'll see if he is. I think that's pretty good. I don't. I I don't know about the Buffalo Bills having the third best roster. Again, I know you're high on their running back, but I'm like, you still got to you still got to show me something. It's a pretty from good defense. It's a pretty. It's good pretty defense. good, but it's I really mean, good. Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones in the middle, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and Greg Rousseau as edge rushers. What's Von Miller going to be? What's I mean, Von Miller? I still think be? he's able to get to the quarterback. Uh, Matt Milano, linebacker, we just talked about. 
Tredavious White, Kyir Elam, Teron Johnson, Hyde, Poyer, Tamlin. I mean, they're they are a good team. I think that they, they are. They're not. I don't fully know if they're complete. number three. Okay. No. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, and you know what? Maybe they got a point with the wide receiver room. I mean, yep. obviously Diggs, but the rest of those guys, I think, took a step back last year. Yep. Dolphins at number four. It's a pretty good roster. There's no doubt about They're that. They're really good defensively. You want to talk about underrated. That whole defense is underrated. I Christian think. Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raquan Davis, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, linebackers Jerome Baker and David Long, corners Jalen Ramsey, Zayvon Howard, Cater Kohu. I talked about safeties, Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott. Yeah, that's a, it's a solid team. It says yeah. their biggest, it weakest unit is tight end. Yep, X-Factor, offensive line, and quarterback, Tua's health. That's it. It should be one thing, Tua's health. Yeah. If two is healthy, they're they're a Super Bowl contender. They'll be pretty good, or at least it seems like they'll be pretty good. All right, you got yeah. number five. They got the Bengals, which is our fourth team here in the AFC out of the top five. But they lost so much defensively. Well, so here's what it says. Strongest unit, wide receiver. Weakest unit, safety, with the departures of J- Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Succession plan will include number 31 pick overall in 2022, Dax Hill. Ex-Ram starter Nick Scott and third-round rookie Jordan Battle. Might be bright, but some development will be required, and we'll test them in week one. We're going to test that new back end of that defense. X-Factor for 23, Jonah Williams. He was terrible last year. We'll see what Jonah Williams does. Who's walking by, Gibby? Who's giving you this as much excitement? Baco. Fila. Connor with a K. Legends. Tequila, Fila, Connor. Great. I don't think you can move into your new space yet, boys. I think they were still painting it this morning, but all right. I like the effort. Sad. Uh, their non-starter knows Chase Brown, the backup running back they drafted out of Illinois. I like that kid. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, they have at sixth overall. Strongest unit is edge rusher with Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Weakest is with the interior defensive line. That's why they drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round. X-Factor, Gilmore. Seventh is the Chargers. It's a good team. Is the X-Factor for the Cowboys, I feel, I mean, maybe it's you, sh- you could have that for every every team, but, like, Dak, Dak Prescott's, Prescott's got to show up. Yeah. He's got to show out this year. Yeah, it's always – I mean, it could, all, it could be the quarterback for every team. I think they're trying to do it in cases agree. where it's, like, clearly the quarterback is the X factor, like, to his health, and I'm, I'm pretty sure for us that's what we're going to get as well. Um, sure. They've got the Chargers at seven. Their X factor is the new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Would you, would you rather take the Chargers roster or the Bills roster? That's a good question. Probably the Chargers. Yeah, I think the Chargers are a better roster. The coaching Probably. staff is I weighted heavily toward Buffalo. They don't have a great line, but I think they I, I think I think I probably would take the Chargers. Yeah, they got Rashad overall. Slater. Yeah, overall. They're both both very solid. Eight it has the Niners. So I think actually if other than quarterback might have one of the best rosters in the league. I mean, offensively they're loaded, defensively they're loaded. Their X factor obviously they're better is Brock than the Purdy. Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm assuming the quarterback puts them ahead. But. Strongest unit defensive front seven, weakest unit offensive line other than Trent Williams, which is fair. X-Factor, Brock Purdy. Then it brings us to the Cleveland Browns, number nine. Strongest unit offensive line, where they will return all five stars to arguably the league's best offensive line. Jed Wills, Jack Conklin, Ethan Posick, and the run guards, Betonio and Wyatt Teller, are terrific. Weakest unit defensive tackle depth after Dalvin Tomlinson, depth remains problematic with Elliott, Perrin Winfrey, Maurice Hurst, and Ricky Siaki Ika, those battling for work. And he's, he's right. Somebody's got to emerge there. It's something we've talked about a lot. 
and that's someplace I could see the Browns still adding somebody is to that defensive interior of the defensive line. X-Factor for 2023, quarterback Deshaun Watson. Obvious, sure, but the range of outcomes here is absolutely massive for both Watson and the roster, which is otherwise strong outside the huge question of quarterback. If Watson can get back to his level of play from 2020, the Browns could be Super Bowl contenders. That's exactly right. Non-starter right. to know. Siaki Ika, third-round pick, played mostly at 0 and 2-2-I at Baylor. He generated 30 pressures from those spots over the past two seasons, second most among all FBS players in that span. I mean, the roster is loaded. We know it is. You got three excellent corners. You're three deep at safety. You're five deep along the offensive line, a uh, defensive line, I'm sorry, when you got Dalvin and the idea that you can have Miles, the Darius, Oboe, Karanqua out there together. Maybe another interior guy steps up, or maybe it's Alex right in there. Your line solid. I like your th- receiver trio of Cooper, Elijah Moore, DPJ. Love Taven Njoku, and then Akins and Bryant there, and then you've got Nick Chubb. I mean, it's all there. It's all there. So the Browns are nine, in case you're wondering. The Jets are 10th, and obviously they are a very good team. Strongest unit for them has got cornerback, weakest unit tackle, which could be the one thing that takes down Aaron Rodgers. X-Factor, Carl Lawson. Lawson, two years removed from the Achilles injury. Most likely Jets outside rusher to hit double-digit sacks. I like that. There you go. So solid. Ravens are 11, if you were wondering. And then the Steelers are 14. So our whole division is considered to be top half of (laughs) rosters in the NFL, which is great. How many AFC teams were in the top 10? Top Six, ten, seven? Top ten in the AFC. Let's see. One for one, one of two, two of three, three of four, four of five, four of six, five of seven, five of eight, six of nine, seven of ten, eight of eleven, eight of twelve, nine of thirteen, ten of fourteen, eleven of the top fifteen are in the AFC. <laughs> and four of the top fifteen are AFC North. For the top 14, yeah. Pitts pukes and shouldn't be that high. I, well. It's a good roster. It's tough. They have a good roster. I just, if Kenny Pickett's good, they're going to be very difficult. <clears throat> they will be a problem? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Is exactly I would right. like them to not be a problem. Agreed. You and I both. All right. When we come back here, we're going to take a look at a survey of top executives, GMs, player, people of – that level of importance, luminaries around the NFL, top 10 players who are have, in the have interior. Have you looked at them yet? I have not. Maybe we should guess them. All right, I'll try to guess them. Okay. There we go. Top 10 defensive tackles in the NFL. Coming up next here, Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of the Cleveland Browns. Coming soon to Ohio. Nathan Zagura and Jason Gibbs with you before we get to the top 10 defensive tackles around the league. And this is, so you people understand this, from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, it's ranking the NFL's best players at every position for 2023. Execs, coaches, scouts pick their top 10. Here's the criteria. Voters gave them their best 10 players at a position. Then they compiled the results and ranked candidates based on a number of top 10 votes and composite average, along with dozens of interviews, research, and film study help from ESPN NFL analyst Matt Bowen. In total, more than 80 voters submitted a ballot on at least one position, and in many cases, all positions. 
They had several ties, so they broke them with the help of additional voting and follow-up calls with those surveyed. So far, we have done defensive tackles and edge rushers. And Gibe, we're going to see if I can how many of the top ten I can I can guess or get. That's fine. Uh, they also added it's a beautiful year to be a top shelf defensive back. A rough year for a team to have to pay one. Four tackles received extensions of free agency contracts worth eighty-four million or more. Uh, boy, making more than twenty million without the name Donald on the back of the jersey used to be difficult, but no longer. Yeah. Give me your top ten, mon frere. All right, I'm gonna say. I mean, one at this point, Donald. I would. T- I would just. I don't know if you need to rank them. So I'm much not, as I'll just you, say them. Um, give but... me ten names. Yeah. All right. Aaron Donald. Yep. Number one. Javon Hargrave. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Number five. Number five. Okay. Uh, Cam Hayward. Let's see here. Um, He's got to be on the list. Uh, number nine. Okay. All right. So we're three for three. Uh I think it's Jeffrey Simmons from Tennessee. Ah, oh, my friend, you would be correct. Number three. Four for number four. Th- number three. DeForest Buckner. <laughs> DeForest Buckner is on here. Let me find him. Number seven for the number Colts seven. at age 29. You are five for five. I know, but now, we're, now it's, now it's going <clears throat> to be more challenging. Hey, you're missing a couple. A couple of very obvious ones. Yep. Is Fletcher Cox still on the list? Uh, no. No, right. he is Vita, not. Vita Vea. He is honorable mention. Oh boy. I feel like I'm. The fact that I'm missing number two is crazy. Is Eric Armstead considered an interior defensive lineman? I don't believe so. Okay, all right. So I got five off the top of my head. He is not. Uh, he was also receiving votes. He wasn't even an honorable mention. Okay, Eric Armstead was receiving votes. All right. No Fletcher <clears throat> Cox. Oh, um, Quinnen Williams. You know one. Uh, let's see. Uh, number Williams. four on the list with okay. the New York Football Jets. Uh, the guy with the Giants, Dexter Lawrence. Young Grasshopper, number six on the list. All right, so I need three more. Deron yes. Payne. Number eight on the list. Jonathan Allen. Number ten on the list. So I only need one more. And I'm missing number yeah. two? You're missing number two. And it's so obvious, I'm sure. <laughs> it is. I had a nice comeback right there. I felt good about that comeback. That you I did. Made. You went like you, you went. I rattled three, four of the three game losing streak, and then yeah, and then I rattled back. four. You got off. seven out of the ten ultimately. Right now we're at nine of the ten. <clears throat> well, yeah, but without you know. a hiccup, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm missing number two, and I, I'm totally drawing a blank on it. So who is it? I'm gonna get so mad. Plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Chris Jones. Duh. There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Aaron Donald was number one. Chris, Chris Jones, Jones, number two. Yep, Hargrave. Jeffrey Simmons, oh, number Simmons. three. Quinn and Williams, four. Javon Hargrave, number five. Would you 
redo any of those rankings. These guys are all beasts. No, I think, I think yes. it's fine. All these guys in the top ten are awesome. Like, Deron Payne was awesome last year, so yep. was Jonathan Allen. <clears throat> Dexter Lawrence was six. Yep. DeForest Buckner, seven. Yep. Deron Payne, eight. Cam Hayward, nine. Jonathan Allen, number ten. The honorable mentions were Christian Wilkins from Miami. Oh, yeah, from Miami. Uh-huh. Uh, Vita Vey. Yep. Uh, Kenny Clark from the Packers. Packers, yep. Derek Brown from Carolina. Ooh, more of a run guy. Leonard Williams from the Giants. Yep. Also receiving votes were Grady Jarrett from the Falcons. He was the name I was going to go to, Grady Jarrett. Yep. Your boy Armstead from the 49ers. DJ Reader from the Bengals. Bengals. Draymond Jones from the Seahawks. Yep. Cleveland's own Dalvin Tomlinson. Okay. Ed Oliver from Buffalo. Yep. And Grover Stewart from the Colts. So the Browns with a guy on that list. All right. Made it on the list. Okay. All right. Very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah, that's so a loaded group one right of the there. Top t- one of the top 20 at their position, Dalvin Tomlinson makes the list. And Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones and Aaron Donald are. Yeah, that's that's one and two. I can't believe I didn't get Chris Jones right away. All right. All right. You're safe. All right, so edge rushers, he did the same thing. Yes. All right, this one I feel like, I don't know if I'll get all ten because there's so many good edge rushers. Yeah, but, but <clears throat> I think you'll be doing all right. All right, Nick Bosa. Number one. Miles. Number two for your Cleveland Browns. T.J. Watt. Uh, number four. Number four, okay. Um, Brian Burns from Carolina. Uh, number seven. Okay. Hassan Reddick. Number five for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Josh Sweat. Let's see. He might make honorable mention. He doesn't get. He had eleven sacks for the Eagles, but I think he gets lost because of Hassan Reddick. Uh, he was uh, he was also receiving votes. Also not receiving even votes. honorable. No, okay. Um, Joey Bosa. Number 10 on okay. the list. Um, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, Mr. Underappreciator or Underrated, uh, honorable mention. Ooh, maybe he is underappreciated. <laughs> maybe he is. I don't know. Oh. It says his 16.8% pressure rate led the league for the second straight season. He's pretty good. Matthew yeah. Matthew Judon. Number eight on your list. All right, so that's – do I have seven or eight of them? I think seven. Maybe seven, eight. Seven, I believe. Um, Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith was uh, – let's see, receiving votes. What? Yeah. Oh, put that up in the bolt. Put that up in the locker room. Yep. Non-honorable mention, receiving votes. Let's see. You were missing number nine. Okay. You were missing number six. And you are missing number three. I'm missing number three? Yep. That's got to be an obvious one that I'm not thinking yep. of right now. Uh, Alex Highsmith? No. Uh, I don't know if he's... Uh, he's got to be honorable he, mention. No, nope, he's not votes. on any list. He didn't even receive any votes. No. Wow. Okay. Um, Daniil Hunter. 
Uh, also receiving votes. Well, it says defensive end, but what, like, Micah Parsons isn't a defensive end, but is he? A, is it an edge rusher? So, my, uh, Micah Parsons. Uh, did I say defensive end? Well, that's what it says on the thing. It says defensive end, doesn't it? Yeah, but it. it but their first sentence is breaking down the top edge rushers. Okay. Does um, that change your thing then? Yeah. Then yes, yeah. him. Micah Parsons. Parsons is number three. Um. Oh, we talked about him earlier. The guy from the Raiders, Max Crosby. There you go, number six. All right, and then number nine, Cam Jordan of the of the Saints would should be should no would be, honorable no. mention. Uh, how about Von Miller? Amy was really good, but then he got hurt. Yeah, thirty four years old, coming off a torn ACL. Like Where? I don't, I feel like the national media is putting a lot of stock in guys coming back from ACLs. OBJ, Von Miller. Like, I know it's an injury now that you can recover from a lot better due to yeah. the advances in medicine, but you are discounting the age that you're coming back from said injury. Yeah. What about and Khalil just, Mack? Uh, Khalil Mack was receiving – I was honorable mention. Okay. Finished his first season with the Chargers, posted eight sacks, two forced fumbles, four pass breakups. He's been a really good player, but always left me wanting more, an NFL personnel evaluator said. I don't wow. know if that was the I, – that's a rough yeah. little thing there. Um, from honorable mention, Jalen Phillips from the Ooh, Dolphins. Miami, yep. Aiden Hutchinson from I was gonna, Detroit. I was going to give him – he was going to be one of my guesses if I was, had to keep going. Hendrickson. Yep. Khalil Mack. Yep. Cam Jordan. Yep. Receiving votes – Cleveland's own Zedarius Smith, Rashawn Gary from the Packers, Daniil Hunter from Minnesota, Chandler Jones from Chandler the Raiders. Chandler Jones was terrible last year, though. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Josh Sweat from the Eagles. Um, Nuosu. I can't. Just yep. Nuosu from Seattle. Yep. And then Shaq uh, and Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett, like, led the league in sacks not that long ago. No. Like, I think their Super Bowl year, he had 19, I want to say. This is just, it's interesting. Um, you know, Miles comes in at number two. Our 2021 number one pass rusher shook off some early career inconsistency, became one of the more most disruptive forces in the NFL. Uh, and NFC exec said he really probably should be first every year. He's just not as consistent as some others on the list, but he's the best singular talent. An NFL personnel evaluator said he might be the most imposing defensive player at any position. His ability to take over a game is unique. It is. Miles Garrett, he is, he is incredible. And I you wonder, you know, is this the year with the offense the way that it is? We're going to finally be a defense that's playing with a lot of leads. Does this lead to a completely just monstrous campaign for Miles Garrett? Yeah, coming off back-to-back seasons of 16 sacks. Yep. Uh, he has 24 turnovers forced by pressure since 2017, leading the rest of the defensive field by five. That's an impressive number. Yeah. 27 years old. God, he and Ajoku. When did they grow up? Because it's been a while, man. It's been a while. 
unfortunately, he was drafted in 17. It's just it's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Still. I know. Um, I mean, Bosa, is there anything you disagree with here? No, I think I think that Brian the, Burns the, is the top is four is the right top four. Brian Burns is very good. Yeah. Hassan Reddick, I think Hassan Reddick has a case of being higher than he is on the list, as in better, lower number, higher up the list. Um, but he's very the, – the top five is pretty unimpeachable. Like, that's a pretty darn good group of pass rushers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a low – listen, yeah. and those guys that can do it make a big difference. And what the Browns are hoping is even just in, as an also receiving votes, you know, that's the best option we've had opposite miles yet. And, you know, what does it lead to? What does that produce for the Browns? That's going to be one of the big stories this season for our defense. Yeah. I, I, everybody's got to stay healthy. Yes. And got to get off to a good start. And yes. That means meeting at the quarterback quick, quick, quick. So Always. Top 20 defensive ends. We have a guy that's number two and a guy that's ranked between 16 and 20 in yep. Darius Smith. That's pretty good. Defensive tackle. We have a top 20 player. Yep. So that's three guys right there. Yeah, well, that's why we I have, like uh, it. We have a good can, front. We keep, need Keep stacking, guys. We need that fourth guy, and then we need, you know, Oboe to be what we drafted, we signed him to be, which even if he was our number two, but as a situational guy, you know, be another stud. And we can try to be like that Eagles team where you got, you know, multiple guys in double digit with double digit sacks, which would be which would be awesome for us. By the way, you want to see these sacks in person, Cleveland Browns 2023 schedules here. Get your single game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit ClevelandBrowns.com slash tickets to purchase today. So much more to come on Cleveland Browns Daily here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, we are back on Cleveland Browns Daily. Nathan Zagur, Jason Gibbs today on the show. We talked about the quarterbacks as we will continue to do our position previews as we get you ready for a Browns training camp that starts in less than two weeks, Gibbe. 11 days. Craziness. I can't wrap my head around that. That's also probably why I'm not sleeping at night. Just trying to get everything up and running. Listen, we're going to have we're going to have a great time. I'm excited about it. I know you're excited about it. We're going to get it going. Absolutely. It's going to be glorious, a gr- glorious season for the Cleveland Browns. And part of the reason, the strength on that defensive line, you heard top 20 defensive tackle, a, the number two defensive end, and a top 20 compliment to him in Zadarius Smith, so the best pair of pass rushers the Browns certainly have had with Miles Garrett in the mix here. So we looked at all of those things. The number nine overall roster will have much more for you to come. Bo will be back with us tomorrow as we Knock continue to get you ready for the start of what is really one of the most critical training camps and starts to a season in Cleveland Browns history. That is coming up because we go to the Greenbrier, Hall of Fame game, Philly, Two more preseason games. I think Washington, then Kansas City, and then we open the season against the Cincinnati Bengals in a monstrous, monstrous game. All right, the next level is next. On behalf of Gibby and myself, thanks for listening to another edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.